Galatians 2 and 20. This is a thing that I have been doing. And I've been here now over 25 years pastoring this church. And, um, and this has been one of the things of one of my heartstrings that I've always wanted to use this scripture before I preach. Uh, because we're striving every day uh, to love and to be crucified with Christ. And I want us to read that today. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across this building uh, today. It is good that we can come together as a body of believers and to know that God is with us every step of the way. And so today, I want you, if you have your Bibles today, and if you've if you got them there, whatever you may have, there's a Bible in the pew, it'll be a Bible projected on the screen. So we want to get into God's Word today. I, I have been on a series here uh, called The Heart of Christmas, and this is uh, sermon number three, and if you've missed those uh, messages. Uh, I want to thank those for watching us live today uh, as we go into God's Word. And if you've missed that, you can go on our website and you can go under www.vsclexton.org, click in the media area, and you can see the sermons that I've already preached uh, on the heart of Christmas if you missed those. And, uh, and today, the title of my message today is this, From the Stable to your house from the stable to your house and I want you to see this with me in uh, God's Word how that we have been learning that Jesus was born of a virgin conceived by the Holy Spirit and that he was brought into this world through his father Jesus uh, God the Father, and yet Jesus, His Son, was born of that virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to see this, how that from the stable, how that we need Jesus in our homes, and how that He can be a part of your life and my life every day if we will just allow Him to come into our homes and I tell you, if there's ever a world which we live in, and now it is, how that we need Jesus in our homes. We need Jesus in our homes because He is the only one that's going to continue to sustain us and take care of us and know that He is not surprised by anything that's going on in your life. He's not surprised about anything that's going on in this world. And I want you to know today that you can be comforted to know that Jesus is with you and that Jesus even wants to be in your house. And we're going to see that today. If you'll go with me to Matthew's Gospel, the second chapter, beginning with the first verse. I want us to look at this a little bit. From the stable to your house, the Heart of Christmas series Sermon number three, let's look at this, Matthew 2 and 1. Now, after Jesus was born 
in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem uh, uh, with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, here's a very important word. I want you to look at this with me today. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures... They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want you to know today, as we look at this scripture, can I hear an amen to God's word? I want you to know today how that God is with us and that God was with Jesus, his son, and knew exactly on the time and the date of when Jesus would be born and that he would come into this world, that he would save you and I today and that he would be the answer that the world needs today. There is a mystery of the wise men and their mission. I want you to know this today. We do not know exactly where they came. Probably we see, as scholars would say, from Babylon. And we do not know exactly how many wise men came. We don't know exactly. We always counted out as three because of all the gifts that the wise men brought. But we still technically don't know how many. And we do not know exactly when they arrived Okay, and we do not know how they knew the star, and yet it's singled out the birth of Christ. But there are some things that we do know. We know there were wise men, and we know that wise men still seek the Savior. And we know that those who truly seek him will find him. Let me say that again. Those that seek 
him, Jesus Christ will find him. And I want you to know today there's a lot of things in the world that we may be seeking. There may be a lot of things that we may trying to achieve. We may be trying to reach. We may be trying to consume. We may be trying to do everything we can. But I want you to know today that the gift is a gift that is ungiving. It is a gift that will continue to give day in and day out that Jesus not only came to this earth he not only gave you eternal life but he is a God that gives you health he gives you strength he gives you the ability he causes you to be able to go on a job uh, tomorrow morning and next week and next year the provisions that you have in your life every day he allows that to be there for you excuse me In Jeremiah 29 and 13, the Bible says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Let me look at this again here. Jeremiah 29 and 13, And you will seek me, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I want you to know today, As we see this passage today, the wise men sought after Jesus as a baby. And we see Herod the king was a wicked king. He was not a good king. So he tells the wise men, he says, let let me know when you find this child because I want to worship him too. He did not want to worship Jesus. He wanted to kill Jesus because Jesus was a threat to him because everything was drawn to Jesus being born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit. God the Father was bringing Jesus into this world and therefore Herod the king was threatened and he tells the wise men, let me know all about what you find out because I want to worship him knowing that he was wanting to kill him. As the wise men begin to look at the stars, the wise men also studied the celestial uh, air and celestial universe. And they, they were like astrologers. They would study the skies and they would see that there would be unusual things that would take place. And there they saw the bright star and the star was leading them to Bethlehem, which would be Jesus Christ. Yet we know that the wise men did not arrive at the stable. I want you to hear me today. You see, we've always been taught and we've always felt like that the wise men went to the stable. I want to show you in Scripture here today that may blow your mind but I want you to see it for yourself. We know that the wise men didn't arrive at the stable. We know that the wise men found Jesus in a house. Now watch this, Matthew 2 and 11. Watch this very closely. And when they had come into the house, these are the wise men, They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down, look at this, and worshipped him. 
And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts of, to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want you to know today, learning from the wise men in the house in Bethlehem, my first point today is this, it is wise to have Jesus in your house today. It is wise for you to have Jesus in your house today. To some, Jesus only lives in church buildings. They attend church to fill Jesus in the services. They feel they uh, leave Jesus as they leave the meeting. Yet Jesus ought to be recognized in your house. Our Lord brought blessings to many houses. And the blessings that Jesus brought even to Peter's house. I want to go here for a minute. Because I want to show you my point here today. Why Jesus wants to be in your house. And why it is important that Jesus is in your house. Mark 1 and 29. Now as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house, look at this, of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother laid sick with a fever. And they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand. This is Jesus. And so he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening when the sun had set, here is Jesus in the house. At evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door of this house. And then he healed many who were sick with various diseases, casted out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. I want to go on with another passage here. I want you to see this clearly even in John 12 and 1. Look at this here. The fellowship with Jesus in the house of Lazarus. The house is very important how Jesus wants to be in your house. John 12 and 1. Then the sixth day before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany when Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with fragrance of oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrance oil not sold for 300 denarios and given to the poor? And then he said to Jesus, as he said, not that he cares for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. He's in the house, folks. Listen, she had kept this for this day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, 
but me you do not always or you will have you do not have always i want you to know today as i ask you the question is jesus comfortable in your home i want you to know that jesus wants to be comfortable in your home he wants to be in your home because guess what he wants a personal relationship with you you say well pastor how could jesus have a personal relationship with me he can have a personal relationship with you when you accept jesus as the gift of eternal life the gift that keeps on giving folks he continues to give unto you when we accept jesus into our heart and life guess what he comes into our life and he then comes into our house and then guess what? He begins to have that relationship that we need with Him day in and day out. You say, well, Pastor, again, how do you do this? You do this through the Word of God. You read the Word of God. You pray. You ask the Lord to help you every day. You say, well, I don't have time. Well, guess what? We have to make time every day because Jesus makes time for you when you call on Him. Jesus is there and He's forever interceding for you and His mind is always on you. He is your God and He's the God that will provide for you. Listen, is Jesus comfortable with your conversation there? Is Jesus comfortable with the attitudes of the evidence? Is it there? With the entertainment, is Jesus comfortable there with the entertainment that is there? My second point today is this. It is wise to worship Jesus in your house. It is wise to worship Jesus in your house. Now there's nothing wrong in worshiping the Lord on Sunday morning, our Sabbath Sunday that we come as we did today. We give God honor and God honors us for coming to acknowledge that this is the day of rest. This is the day that we worship the Lord. But not only do we worship the Lord on Sunday morning, but we are also to take our worship with us out of this building and take it home and worship Jesus in our house because He is in our house if we will allow Him to be in our house. If we're crowding Him with other things, then guess what? He is not in competition with other things in your life. He's not in competition with entertainment. He's not in competition with everything that you're uh, getting involved in. He's not going to be second hand. He is Lord of all. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. He must be the all-consuming fire and that that we need is that He will give us exactly what we need, not what we want. Listen, it is wise to worship Jesus in your house. The wise men, they fell down and they worshiped Him in the house. Worship lifts the heart to praise God for all He has and how He has done. We are just to thank Him. We are to thank Him every morning. When you wake up every morning, thank God that He allowed you to wake up because I've always said there's alarm clocks that went off this morning 
but there were some did not wake up. The alarm clock is still going off, but there's some that did not wake up. And it's only by the grace and the mercy of God that you and I are here today because we're not promised tomorrow, we're not promised next week, we're not promised next year, but we are to live our days as if it was our last day in worshiping God in our house. Listen, worship lifts the heart to praise God for all He has or He is and has done. How long since you thank God for salvation in your house? How long since you knelt in prayer in your house? How long since you've read the Bible in your house? How long since you've praised God in a song in your house? Your house is almost like your sanctuary. Did you know that there are, there are those that really feel that their home, that, that's safe haven. Your house is your safe haven. That is the place where you sleep, you eat, you live, you breathe. Everything is, is, in your, is in your house. That's your comfort zone. That's your place of just, should I say, just let down your hair and just take it easy and, and just rest. As I look at my house, I look at my house as a recliner. I can get in my recliner and I, I can enjoy the benefit of having a roof over my head, enjoying that I've got clothes on my feet, that I'm enjoying that I've got food on the table. I, I, I want to say and stress this. We live like kings and queens in America. Go to third world countries that I've been. I've gone to places where I could not believe that people literally live. I had a friend of mine that's a missionary. He is a pastor over in St. Kitts in the Leeward Islands. He showed me on this island where he come from a family of eight. And they lived in an eight by eight metal tin roof building with an outhouse. His dad dug graves on the island for their income. And he showed me day in and day out how that all eight had to live in an eight by eight. And they were all squunched together, but they all lived together. But it was only by the grace of God that where he's at today, that God has blessed him and blessed his family, that God saw his future, that he sees exactly what's going on. And even in our lives today, God sees our future, but God also blesses us with what we have right now. And that's enough to worship God in your house. It's enough to give God praise in your house to know that you're not in a hospital, to know that you're not six foot under, that it is by the grace of God that you're living today and that you're having your way and well-being. That's why it's important for us to worship God in our house. Listen, do you have daily worship time in your house? Is the presence of the Lord sensed in your house? Is the presence of the Lord sensed in your house? My third point today is this. It is wise to recognize Jesus as Lord in your house. 
it is recognized, it is wise to recognize Jesus as Lord in your house. When other things become more important than God, then that becomes your God. Let me say that again. When other things in your life that's in your house becomes more important than God, then that becomes God in your life. What you love, what your passion, what you're driven, if that becomes to be obsessed with you and you're in that, in that mindset, if you're not careful, that will become your God. Listen, God needs to be in our lives and should be number one, uno, number one in our lives. Nothing else needs to be ruling us. Nothing else should be given a suggestion. Nothing else should take the place of what God wants to do in your life because there's great and mighty things that God is wanting to do in your life. But if you let other gods become that God in your life, then Jehovah God can't be the God that can give you exactly what you need. This world today which we live is seeking everything that they possibly can. They can snort it up, they can shoot it up, they can booze it up, they can do everything to try to drown their troubles away, but you've heard me say this, and I will say it again, yeah, your troubles might go away for a while, but guess what, tomorrow comes, and you're right back to square one again. You're back to the same problem again. You say, Pastor, how can I get delivered from these things that's weighting me down and that's bringing me down? Get God in your house. Get God in your house and let God do the changing in your life. Fully surrender to His Lordship and say, Lord Jesus, have your way in my life. Lord, have your way where that I can be cleansed, I can be washed, I can be renewed. As the Apostle Paul says, my mind must be renewed daily that I am to live the crucified life. That it's not about me, it's not about you, but it's about what Jesus Christ does in us and restores our hearts, restores our minds. And and allows His Holy Spirit to have His way so that we can worship God in our house. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Listen, they, as the wise men, they opened their gifts to Jesus in the house. The gift of gold, I want to give you what that represented. The gift of gold is the symbol of royalty and deity. When they gave gold to Jesus, that was a symbol of royalty and deity. The Ark of the Covenant was made of gold. Heaven's streets, as the Bible says, are paved with gold. The frankincense, as the wise men gave, used for the incense in the temple. It speaks of our Lord's high priestly work for us and the Lord who intercedes for His own. You've heard me say, Jesus forever interceding for you and me and our family and our friends. Mirth is, speaks of the suffering of Christ. 
It's commonly used then for embalming. For the body to have these precious perfumes was for embalming. And that went towards our crucified Lord. Now I want you to think about this. When mirth was being presented, Mary and Joseph may not have understood what was going on, but that was representing that her baby was going to die. He was born to die. He was coming into this world, and he was being given to what was going to take place as they, as they begin to give him what he would need on his body for embalming, our crucified Lord was going to go through this. My question today is this. What changes need to be made in your house? What changes are needing to be made in your house? Listen, we all have, we, including this pastor here, we all got to make some changes. There's a lot of stuff. And I use that word very loosely, stuff. There is stuff that doesn't mount to, if I can say the word, the mount to a hill of beans. There's a lot of stuff that can crowd our life. Things can come into our life to keep us from worshiping. Listen, the devil wants to do everything he can because he's out to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants to get your mind off God. He doesn't want you to get in the Bible. He doesn't want you to pray. He doesn't even want God in your house. But today I want to encourage you and challenge you today that if the devil's trying to get in your house, begin to pray to Jesus so that Jesus can come into your house and that your house will be anointed, that your house will be blessed, and that your house would come alive with Jesus so that you can live a victorious life day in and day out. Yes, there'll be struggles. Yes, there's going to be pain. Yes, there's going to be things that we're going to deal with in life, but you don't have to deal with it alone. I don't have to deal with it with it alone. Why? Because we've got Jesus, the Savior of this Lord, hallelujah, has come to this world that you and I may know Him and He's there to save us through everything that we go through. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Are you willing to make Jesus Lord of your home? Changes need to be made in your house and are you willing to make Jesus Lord of your home? I want you to know today, I do not know how people can do what they do, say what they say, be what they want to be, go where they want to go. And it's crazy to me because I don't want to go any, anywhere without the Lord. I don't want to be anywhere without the Lord. I want to know that I'm able to communicate with Jesus. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, vex the Holy Spirit, quench the Holy Spirit. I want Jesus to be Lord of all in my life. And if there's things that I'm crowding Him with and I've got other things going on, I need to relinquish it. I need to let it go and allow the Holy Spirit to saturate my heart and my mind so that my house can be a house of praise because that's what Jesus said. Jesus says, my house is a house of praise and we're to praise Him. We're to honor Him. We're to lift Him up and exalt 
exalt him. Why? Because of who he is, not what he does, but he's come to save this world. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Stand with me today across the building today. Oh, 